0: A cock. I saw him right before I came here, and he told me the voices were gone, that he was cured. And I asked him, and you know what he told me, Patty?
1: He said he finally just did what they told him to do. to cue the banter. Uh, This is Nick. This is Jared. And uh, after a long hiatus for a myriad of uh, different issues and problems, we're back. Hey. Look at us. Hey. Look Look at us. us. Who would have thought? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) It's perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I mean... It really was like a curse of everything happening. Yeah, with, with not being able to finish recording this, which is kind of a nightmare. Yeah, we. I mean, you were on this coast and that coast and this coast and that coast again since the last time right. we recorded. We did record a uh, future episode in person though, at some point while you were home. We so did.
0: that will be the finale of this. This um. Whole shebang, this little miniseries that we that we've been on since, let's see, we started a, prepping it
1: since about. Um, I want to say about end of March. I want to say about 95, 96. Yeah, it's been a little while.
0: Yeah, it's been like end of March. First episode came out April. But well, um, it, uh,
1: it's definitely uh, it's the kind of episode we didn't really want to rush.
0: No, no, no. We've we've basically this is one of the things we've wanted to talk about since we on the podcast since we started it Um, because it's a show that we both absolutely love. Um, How could you not? I mean, it might be our favorite show of all time.
1: Yeah, that's, that's...
0: I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's mine.
1: Yeah, that's where, that's where it rests for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's something we didn't want to just be like, oh, I got, you know, I got an hour. Let's go and, let's go uh, do the leftovers uh, episode real quick. But right. I mean, so as you know, the uh, miniseries we were doing was, you know, uh, different, you know, episodes of television. Uh, they were picked by uh, us. We are not professionals. Right. It's always a great way to lead into it. Uh, it is. N- hand, they were handpicked.
0: Yeah. Not by... by. Not by a, uh, a group of television and cinematic experts, but by yours truly. Yeah. These are our favorite episodes of television. And I think this is one of those ones where it's like it's – it's a lot of people's favorite episode of television. Yeah. Or it's up there for them. It's one of the best episodes of television, I'd say.
1: I think it's one of the most talked about episodes of The Leftovers. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, through the first two seasons, definitely the most talked about episode, which is actually – this is the reason why I started watching The Leftovers. is I had planned to watch it and never got around to it. And uh, then – what people uh, were talking about yes a group of my friends were all talking about it uh, talking about rewatching watching it and, oh, I just got to uh, you know season 2 episode 8 best episode of television I'm like alright I gotta watch this then mm-hmm. and uh, yeah they were they were right yeah
0: I mean this whole the whole season I mean because I always try and get people to watch The Leftovers it's you you kind of lead off it's like it's kind of it's kind of a somber viewing it's kind of very serious from the at the beginning and i mean it's always pretty serious um
1: but yeah it's definitely the yeah but it grows into itself yeah
0: and like very it becomes very it's like very it's a very self-aware show as well Mm -hmm. and it's very um um i'm trying to think of the the word to use um I don't know, it's it's a bold it's a bold show where they really it's like if these choices that they make. I mean I don't know like if like if it didn't land, if that if that didn't land a lot of all the stuff some of the choices that they make with the show if it hadn't landed properly
1: it would have been would have been a disaster and that's yeah. that's I think what's so impressive with the second season of the show and I mean mm-hmm. even the third um, yeah it's
0: it's very confidently done
1: yeah so you know the. Uh, the Leftovers is based on a uh, on the book of the same name by Tom Parada. Uh Him and Damon Lindelof got together and they wrote the first season together. And the first season covers the in, the entire book. So from the second season on, it's all it's all original content. Mm-hmm. Take the same you know same basis, the same ideas of everything, right? But um stories are different and you know, where where you lie where the leftovers takes place is it's it's two percent of the world's population uh abruptly disappears without explanation. And uh everybody left struggles to understand like what they're supposed to do about it. So it's like in you know, it's about the people that I'm, I'm reading it about right now. It says this is the story of the people who didn't make the cut. Um. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just from that description, you get why the first season is so kind of, like, depressing, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to say self-serious. Because it is a serious kind of like thing, two percent of right. the world just vanished, and there's no there's no answer to why. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, when you get to the second season, they've now moved out of New York, where the first season takes place, and they've gone down to Miracle Texas, uh, to a town where nobody departed. Right, Jardon, Texas.
0: The, the the now known as you know miracle, miracle. um, yeah, it, it, like it just very interesting to see that show. Um, it kind of just throws out the. Throws out the rule book for what ha- what the first season was because you know you had the whole thing with, uh, Kevin and Patty Levin and how he kidnapped her, and you know she killed herself in front of him and he was like you know there's that whole thing and then all of a sudden he just he what he he digs up the body in the beginning of this season
1: yeah cause um, he keeps like kind of seeing her and like this guilt this kind of guilt is coming up uh come over him so he digs the
0: right the, and then they just yeah and then he's like i there's a dead woman in the back of my truck the cops don't care and yeah like up, oh the, from that, that
1: you know she's from the uh you know the guilty revenant cult and they're like oh there she was terrorizing your town mm-hmm. he's like yeah oh and you said that uh you tried to free her then she killed herself and he's like yeah I'm like all right that sounds good to me. You're, you're oh. free to go. Which is, I think, also, you know, this character of Kevin Garvey, uh, played by Justin Thoreau, I think is one of the most underrated TV characters. And I think Justin Thoreau's performance is, like, wildly underrated and underappreciated for what he did because he's so good as the, you know, the normal, like, everyday man struggling with these, like, Hugely substantial questions about life and what he's supposed to do. And he's always trying to do the right thing. But somehow he always ends up in a position where he feels like he's fucking it up. Right. And I just think that Thoreau is, embodies that so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it, it's... um. I lost my train of thought there. Because I was just thinking about how good Justin Thoreau is in this fucking show, yeah.
0: You're thinking about
1: Justin Throw, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, um,
0: no, what, what's really cool and kind of what I was getting getting to this the second season of the show. You have you get introduced to all your characters, and we talked about how in the second season, it's just those characters ended up just le- getting up leaving. But the first episode doesn't even follow these characters; It follows the um, the Murphys, the new the, the family in Texas.
1: Yeah, you have no idea why you're following them,
0: right? And then, like, I don't think I think like Kevin and Nora end up in like the end of the episode. Yes, but that's up... what's. Yeah, it's it's just cool how how everything is sort of formatted with this show. Yeah, I, mean, I think not you get to...
1: you get through what three or four episodes of the second season, and you're seeing pretty much the same timeline from the view of different characters. In the show. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the first like... one is the Murphys, and then at the end of that episode, uh, Kevin and uh, Nora, mm-hmm. played by Carrie Coons, another wildly underappreciated uh, performance, um, show up and move in next door. And then the next episode is, is Kevin and Nora, view, from right? their point of view, while they're still in New York, him digging up Patty, that whole thing, and and them moving to Texas. Like, it's just...
0: Yeah, it's, then the third then you got the third episode is a Lori Garvey, Kevin's ex-wife. It's focused on her. She's not in ta- she's not in Texas, she's not with them at all. And it like follows her and then you have four we go back to basically the, what happened at the end of season, uh, episode 1.
1: Yeah. It's definitely and, it's it's yeah. something that like when you look back on it and you think of okay, we have this show, we have this idea.
0: Here's uh, the show. Yeah. It's a great
1: show. <laughs> But they literally go, okay. Here's the characters. These people know the characters. Let's just let's take them and throw them in a completely different setting, uh-huh. rather than try and make it. Um, let's put them in New York and see how they deal with this. Like they've already dealt with the shit in New York. Let's add a different aspect to this. Um, when you have something as wild as you know, as wild as okay, here's the characters. People know two percent of the population on Earth disappeared. You can really, you know, there's a lot of places you can go with that. Mm-hmm. Whether, you know, whether it be supernatural, that whole type of thing, which they write into this, which everything that's happening is, you know, when you think about it in the characters, it's all plausible based on the departure. Right. All these weird things that would be easily, uh, you know, you'd be able to, you know, dismiss them, and disprove them, but you can't. Because you had the departure. Like I think of when they show up and there's the guy that does the palm readings. Right. And you have people that pay to go to this town. This guy will read their palm and then you have the John Murphy character who's like, oh, growing up, I don't remember you being able to do this, this whole thing and he doesn't believe him. Mm-hmm. Normally you'd be like, well, yeah, obviously he, he can't do that. But... Since you have the departure, like two percent of the Earth vanished at one time, what's to say that this guy can't do what he says he can do? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: yeah, it's like it's a cool. That's what I've always I've always enjoyed like high like high concept type stuff. But this is a little bit different than that. It's kind of high concept, but also a more personal. Type drama, which is another genre I like, and I think that's why I enjoy this show so much because it balances those, those two, uh, so well.
1: No matter, yeah, no matter what's going on with everything, with the departure, with this and that, you're still focused on how are these people supposed to react to something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's still down to the people. They don't. It's not, you know, it's not too much on, on the supernatural side of it
0: right which is like you, there's shows that like that you'll see that are like on abc or mbc like oh that one i forgot what, what was it uh manifest manifest something like that or there was flash forward a couple of years ago um where it's like this big event and the whole the whole show sort of i guess focuses too much on that major event and i think with manifest is like yeah like you can't focus you know i haven't seen really any of manifest but i did watch a bit of flash forward uh-huh um but like that—that that stuff sometimes it puts too much focus on on the actual phenomena, and you know that doesn't last long. You know, the, 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 it's especially for network television, that which is designed to, you know, it's you know for the advertisements. You know, it's for the ads and you know getting a, a bunch of viewers and yeah, you know. Um, whereas th- that's not going to work long term for your show. Uh, because you know there's, it's the event happened and soon you're going to get away from it it's going to be kind of hard to to stick around with that that being said I mean The Leftovers again is only
1: 28 episodes yeah, so that it, didn't no but but it's still yeah a network television show like Manifest one season is going to be 22 episodes you know exactly. what I mean like I get what you're saying with that but it's also you always have the event but it's not the event the event the event it's why did you know why does this person react this way after the event mm-hmm. This person feels this way Because of the event You know what I mean It's you're looking at the You know You're looking at the reaction Of it all Which when you watch The first season I know for me I'm like I, Like what happened To these people Because they kind of go on You know you have different They talk about it A little bit And you know what I mean What happened here or, Like this whole You know They never like It's never the main focus To figure out What happened But it's constantly Talked about Is that we have no idea what happened. And you get into it more in the second season with, can it happen again? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, watching the first season, you're kind of like, hmm, I wonder if we're going to get into that a little bit. And then it gets to a point where you're like, I don't, I really do not care. Yeah. I don't care why. I do not care show... what call. Yes. I don't. It's not about the departed. It's about the leftovers. The leftovers. Oh, look at that. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh and this has been our Leftovers episode. Yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we figured it, we figure it out, everybody. That but uh we'll do it. But yeah, that's uh and I think that's um that's something about it that really like when the show ended, um, and it was kinda like, Oh, what do you think happened with this? And it's like it doesn't fucking matter what happened. I don't care what happened. Okay. I, don't, I do not care about what happened. I care about seeing how these people are dealing with it. Exactly. So wh- where we start off in, in this episode, eighth episode of the second season, International Assassin, is uh, Kevin has uh, been seeing Patty and talking to her and kind of losing his mind. You know what I mean? I mean, he's dealing with now they're in Texas and what's going on with the town here. And uh, three girls have disappeared. And so they're trying to figure out what happened to them. Did they depart? It looks like they departed. Um, You know, beginning of the season, Kevin wakes up uh, in in a reservoir that all the water has been drained after an earthquake with a cinder block tied to his foot. Uh, the car of the girls that disappeared is parked at the top of the reservoir where he was. You know what I mean? There's this whole kind of mystery of what's going on. Yeah. Kevin is Kevin is losing it. Mm-hmm. The stress of all of this and trying to deal with everything is fully weighing on him. Um, So he goes out to see, uh, I forget what his name is, Virgil,
0: right? Yeah, Virgil tells
1: him he... Yeah, Virgil... Yeah, Virgil tells him, you know, when they first get to Miracle, he says, I can help you. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's kind of like, you know, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I mean, we know what he's talking about, but how does he know? And when he goes out to Virgil to help him get rid of, you know, this most powerful adversary, you know, Virgil tells him, oh, you're, you know, you're back again.
0: Yeah, because he's been sleepwalking since season one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes, and apparently he tried to tried to kill himself uh, by drowning in the, in the reservoir. To Because Virgil told him that's when he needs to die. He need to die and vanquish um, this thing that's, you know, Patty that's clinging on to him.
1: Which is really uh, cool, too, because the whole start of that, you're like, what the? why is he in the reservoir with the cinder block tied to his leg? And then you get to this point, and right. it's like, oh, I told you what you had to do, but you didn't listen. You grabbed a cinder block out of your truck and drove away. Mm -hmm. Um, so Kevin has no recollection of that and you know Virgil kind of lays out here's what you have to do Uh, he makes the poison for him and he has a uh, like an adrenaline shot so he's gonna take this poison which is gonna kill him for you know short amount of time they're gonna give him the shot and when he wakes up you know he will have fought off patty oh. which is what a concept mm. you know what i mean like when you say it like that you're like how does this work
0: yeah i mean i, I i'm trying to think what they sit they sit down in a in the room and they have to come up with they come up with this idea which i mean yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's like it's, they, they really had fun with this season. Like obviously season one goes very much by the book and then this is like, what do you do for the second season? Um, and I think they just take it to, to new heights. Um, and I, this is part of the reason why I think this show came back for a third season because of how well received the second season was because it's, it's, it wasn't a widely popular show when it was around it's not like you know it wasn't like game of thrones or like what secession is like now um there was it was sort of a cult favorite um which are honestly always always the best i'm i'm i what i like what i'm excited about from lindelof is basically with this is the season one was an adaptation season two was sort of going from that whereas with Watchmen now coming out it's starting off in the same vein as season two Mm -hmm. where it's 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 not the adaptation of the of the source material it's it is taking that world and building on it so I'm I'm very excited to see what he is able to do with with that show because it's just I mean it worked so well here yes um now I mean, season – the thing is, it's hard to – like, I I know what uh, – there was a tweet that was, like, name, like, your favorite episode of The Leftovers, and, like, I think – or I forget what it was, but HBO tweeted all of season eight or something – or all of season three, I mean. Yes. Hmm. But, I, I mean, because, like, what this show did – it's amazing to see a show just get – better and better as it goes on. Cause I think season two is quite incredible. And I think um, season three is able to be that good based on a lot of the stuff that season two sets up.
1: Yeah. What season, I think what season three did is, is it, it would almost seem uh, like impossible. So you take the source material, you get a season two that you write, that's all original stuff. You weave all these different storylines into it with these different people Then you go, okay, we're going to do one last season, season three. Like, how do you you end a show like this successfully? And that's why, most of the time, when you talk about some of the best series finales, The Leftovers comes up in the conversation. Now, when season three came out, there was barely any people that I knew that were watching The Leftovers. Mm -hmm. There was a select few.
0: Yeah, I hadn't even gotten into it yet.
1: But... Cause I mean I remember watching it, and um, season three was the only season of the show that I watched as it was on. Right, and
0: you didn't know.
1: That no, because I didn't, I didn't, I did not know that it was eight episodes. Because I did not look into it at all. I didn't want to look at anything. Let me just watch this. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was like uh, episode six. You watch and like oh like... next week it's like only two more episodes, and I was like, what the fuck? And you lost, you lost your mind. I know, I was, I was, uh, I was disappointed in the moment, but looking back on it, I mean, it was the perfect amount of time, it, it was like, and, well,
0: right, yeah, I, I mean, like, because, like, you look at, like, I think what, let's see, what the show has always done is, you know, looking back at, looking back at season one, um, there's, there's an episode in there where it's, like, focus, it's, because Kevin is where we start, and, that's He's sort of the, He's like the main character From the beginning But You have You know Sprinkled about And you, like the season Season uh, One You have uh, Guest Which is a Nora episode And then yes. there's also What there's a There's a Matt there, episode There's a Matt episode I forget exactly. And there might be I don't know if there's a A Laurie episode In the first one First season But Um and then you go into season two and like we've talked about how season two is sort of formatted. It's the Murphys mm-hmm. is the first episode. Then you have a Lori episode in there. You have a Matt episode in there. Um, there's also a, a, there is a Nora heavy. There is the, the, that Nora heavy episode um, dealing with like the lens. and. Um, it's crazy to think like, look at the, looking at the end of this season.
1: At the end of season, season two? two?
0: end of season two. You have Kevin in episode seven goes to Virgil. Then he has his own episode, international assassin, the one that we're sort of focusing on. Then the next episode is an episode focusing on Meg. Yes. Who's now like the head of the guilty remnant. And then Kevin's in like the first, what first, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes of the season finale.
1: Yeah. Then he's not in it for a while.
0: Then he's not in it for like 40 minutes.
1: Mm
0: Hmm. Um, and then what I think is so great about the final season is it start it, they set forward sort of what they were doing, you know, setting the plot forward. And again, they move it. They move. Okay. I mean, there's a lot. There's some stuff in Jarden, Texas, but they, you know, and it starts off Kevin's a cop again. So it's like kind of the elements that we saw in the first season, but brought it down to Texas. And then they go to Australia. Yeah. So they keep moving it, they which, keep is moving of, is it out, which is kind it, of moving everything which is cool.
1: It's cool because like, you know, with his... You know, at the end of the – it's it's at the end of the first season or the beginning of the second season with his father when they say he's good. Because his father used to be the chief before he took over as the chief, and he was in a mental institution and crazy. And you know what I mean? You see all that in the first season. Right, and then the he's beginning. like, oh, I'm cured. They said, what are you going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to go to Australia. And I just kind of like that all those little – these like kind of little things in here that they looked at and they said, let's pick this out. And, and have it so that it's all connected. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know if, like, in their mind, they were like, okay, for the second season, his dad's out. But we're not going to really utilize him in the second season. Let's have him go to Australia because in the third season, there's going to be a big Australia storyline. Like, I think, I don't think, I don't know. That would yeah. seem insane to set something up like that right? before you even have the second season done. But I like how they went back to it. Now. No,
0: yeah, and I, I think what a lot of they, a lot of things they do in writers' rooms, they list a bunch of ideas of what they can do, and like, all right, where we have people, and like sort of tying it together, which is which is cool. But like season season three, it you start off, it's like the first four episodes are mostly you know just setting up the the story of everything, everyone's involved really, except for you know the third episode, which, which is kind of bringing in the Australia storyline. Yeah, together and then you just close it off with four episodes that are send-offs for everyone. And uh, yeah, you have, it's you, you have your Matt, you have episode Matt's episode which is sort of like his send-off and I think it's honestly probably my second favorite episode of the entire show or one of one of my It's favorites. a Matt Matt
1: Matt Matt world.
0: Yeah. Then you have an episode where we give Lori her send-off and mm-hmm. it's like her episode. Then we have Kevin's send and it's all everything is unique. To that, to their characters, like Kevin's send off is another is the sequel to International Assassin, you know, um, and then you finish off with the book of Nora, and it's sort of like her, her final piece, and it just brings everything together so elegantly.
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, I, I, I like when I was watching the. When I was watching the 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 third season, it was right when VEEP was on. I fucking love VEEP. And it was like, okay, it's the leftovers and then VEEP is on and I got behind on VEEP because I remember like every episode in the third season, I was so like exult like I was I was so worn out. Like I cared so much about these characters and like these different storylines, like everything it was dealing with was like so heavy. You know what I mean? And it was just like I can't watch. I can't watch anything right now. I need to go smoke a cigarette and fucking relax because this is too much. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's 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 uh they took a lot of chances with uh, I think everything they did. But international assassin is kind of where it was like, all right, let's, you know. We're on our shit right now. Let's let's fuck it. Let's bring it home.
0: Right, and again, we go back to how how risky that is because I mean, especially with what happens at the end of the second season in the in the finale when you know uh, John Murphy, whose daughter went missing, thinks Kevin took her because his handprint was on the car, which is when he was over by the reservoir. But he shoots him and he dies again and he goes back to the hotel that he's in in this episode so basically you needed they needed this episode to work if it if this whole idea of like
1: doesn't work then the show the show stumbles and it's and it's you know final it would be the final three episodes episode 8 mm-hmm. 9 and 10 it stumbles and it doesn't land home which it lands home which is yeah that's a that's a we're going to put all our chips on the table here with an episode that is uh, insane. Mm-hmm. And hope that people buy it. Because if they don't, there's nothing you can do. Right,
0: yeah. I mean, because the risk you're taking is okay. You're taking your main character. We've killed him, season two, episode seven. Um, and he has to go. No,
1: no, here's the thing we kill him, but we're going to bring him back until Virgil. Right, he tells him what he's going to do. Tells him he's going to give him the shot. Kevin drinks the stuff, passes out on the ground, and dies. Virgil takes the shot and squeezes it and shoots all of the liquid out of it. And then puts a gun in his mouth and blows his fucking brains out.
0: Right. And, and that's like, how the episode ends. Yeah, and like, it, it works so well because I think, because he has to be dead. Like, when you watch that, like, you, you know, I'm, like, knowing what we know now is that he's going to come back. It could easily be seen as something, oh, that was just for, you know, for surprise shock value just as a cliffhanger, to have a cliffhanger. It's, yeah. But really, it makes when you think about it, it makes sense. He needs to die to go down there with him. And also, um, the, he needed to tell Kevin that he was going to bring him back with the adrenaline shot so that he was willing to do this. Because I don't think, I think if Virgil doesn't tell him, like, if it's if he's just going to say, all right, you're going to you're just going to come back once you you're done you need this to work for you to come back and you know i'm gonna kill myself too so i'm down there with you like he's not making that decision to drink the poison
1: yeah yeah it's it's you know what, and that's that whole thing with kevin is like he's the kind of person that you know he's the chief of police He's this kind of like, you know, the true police is kind of the character you look at is going to be the strong character to kind of run towards these different things. And Kevin always gets caught up in these kind of I don't I don't know about running away from his problems, but kind of ignoring them, which you see all through the first season. And then even here, it's like, I'm not a cop anymore. I live in Texas. Um, and this this is him right, finally finally being like because he tells Nora that he's been seeing Patty and she leaves with the baby. And his daughter Jill is like, "Where the fuck is she? You fucked uh-huh. it up." And it's like, "Okay, I've been pushed to the very limit and to the extreme. I will do whatever I need to do to bring my to get my family back." Uh-huh. And within this world that Tom Proud and Damon Lindelof have created, this is the answer to that. This is the only thing that as crazy as it is this is the only thing that makes sense yeah you know what I mean there's no other option there isn't it's this is all he can do and um so he does that and then we start this episode and we're looking at a faucet of a bathtub
0: Right, coming off, you just watched him kill himself. That's yeah. That's you watched. You have himself. no yeah. idea what. So what? Yeah, it's like oh, let what's gonna happen. Like where's this gonna go? And then all of a sudden, you're in a hotel bathroom,
1: and uh, naked Thoreau comes out from the bathtub. Is full of water. He comes, you know, emerging yeah. out of that, and does this uh, does this nice slide out of the bathtub. Never tried it before. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I,
0: it might be something to try one, like, you know, <laughs> once at least, just to see how it,
1: how it works. Yeah, maybe he was, maybe he was onto something. <laughs> you know, and you're kind of like, okay, uh, what the fuck am I? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. And when he gets
0: flowers, someone comes to the door and gives him flowers, and he says, "Kevin Harvey," it's Garvey actually, and he says, "No." Yeah. It's Harvey.
1: Yeah. Well, like, like once again, like that's another thing that's like, sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's, he's Kevin Harvey now, but you know, he goes over to the wardrobe and it's, you know, no first who you are and then adorn yourself accordingly. And he opens it and there's, you know, there's like a suit, a priest outfit, right? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the Mapleton police department, his old, his old uniform. And he just, he picks out the suit.
0: And I think there's the guilty remnant
1: outfit as well. Yes. The white is in there. The white.
0: Um. Yeah, and uh, like, so yeah, you still have no idea. Then what? The the guy who brought him the flowers tried to kill him. Yeah,
1: tries to kill him, and then he kills him in the bathroom. And that's when he goes down to the lobby, and um. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the lobby is kind of freaking out because there's a bird flying around, and they're trying to catch the bird and uh, what, I, what I love about this is kind of as you watch it and you're like okay this is a hope this is a place where he's dead now this is where he is um, mm-hmm. and when you have the bird flying around and they're all trying to get it and that's when he sees Virgil and he walks over yeah, to he's... talk to Virgil he's like how, why the fuck are you here yeah how are you here um... and that's where Virgil has the whole thing of you know I really hope they don't catch that bird, which I love because you have you have that little storyline uh, with Regina King about mm-hmm. burying a bird for three days and making a wish. And when you dig it up, the bird's alive, your wish will come true. And she talks about how one time the bird was still alive. And I kind of like that connection of, oh, okay, this is the bird she buried in the box. This is why Virgil doesn't want the bird to... Die. That's the importance of that. And it's such a small little detail that I didn't catch.
0: Yeah, I never thought about that. The first time watching. I mean, Virgil's her father. Virgil's
1: her father, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, he knows about this whole entire thing with burying the bird. And, you know, no bird can survive for three days. And just this this whole thing where it's like, okay, Kevin's dead. Virgil's dead. The birds in the box should be dead. They're all in this hotel lobby. Yeah. And what I love about it is there's no explanation. There's no like oh well obviously this is you they're just in a fucking they're just in a hotel
0: yeah um yeah, Hell, I, I what the fuck what
1: the fuck is going on here well there's a yeah, uh, there's a bird in the lobby and uh, the smoke alarm's going off <laughs> and you're like oh thanks. right
0: yeah and he sort of explains explain, explains to him what he um, what he's doing oh like look how you're dressed you're an international assassin so that's just cool right off the bat it's like okay this is I mean what what is this show like it's completely different from what this show is it's not i mean but it's it's so fitting when you look at it as a whole now and you look at everything like it's just a just a cool idea like let's have let's let's fuck around and have have fun with it yeah um but you know like virgil then explains he explains him what he has to do he has to kill patty levin who in this world is what she's running for
1: president yeah, which right after, before he meets him, Virgil tells him to meet him in the garage. Afterwards, he looks out, and there's a little girl that's face down in a pool. And he runs outside and jumps in the pool and pulls her out and, you know, gives her CPR to save her. And then the, the her father walks up and is, like, you know, a real... Yelling at her. Yeah, yelling at her, like, I told you don't go in the fucking pool. This guy's a real piece of shit. Yeah. You know, it's when he gives him the whole entire mind of your fucking business. Yeah. Um, and that's when they, sorry, wait. that's when they go in the parking garage and he says, yeah, yeah. you know, don't drink the water. Whatever you do, don't drink the water. Mm-hmm. And that's when he kind of runs down. Patty's running for president. You'll find a gun with a silencer. You know, under the, you know, in the toilet. And I like how he's kinda of like like the Godfather. He's like, Oh yeah, it is kinda of like the Godfather.
0: Which is his favorite his favorite movie. Yeah. Which we find out in the uh, the sequel to this episode. Part two.
1: Alright, sir. You paying us? Yeah. <laughs> and, I love, and then he gets when he gets uh, he goes back to his room and he has those flowers there and there's a card that says get well soon with a little cartoon character next to a well. And you're like, oh, yeah, because now now we all know what's going on. It's like you're still like, what the fuck is happening? I know. And that's yeah. when they, eva- you know, they evacuate the hotel. And I think another thing that's awesome is he sees the guy with the balloons. And he says, you know, oh, are these for me? And he's like, uh, I can't forget her name now, of course. No, they're for? Uh, Mary Jameson. Mary Jameson. And you're like, oh, so Mary Jameson, Matt's wife, who's been in a coma the entire show. It's just one of those things you're like, okay, she's down here. She's here now. She's also here in this kind of weird, I don't know, in between life and death place, which it's just those, like those small details that take it from just like, oh, we did something that was batshit to something that is kind of thought out that would make sense in this world that Prada and Lindelof are, are making for us. Mm-hmm. and it's I, I I
0: love it and it what's cool also it's cool it gives a lot of these actors who were in the show but had smaller roles like like how do you cast Mary Jameson it's like alright um
1: I think hey, you wanna be this role you're gonna
0: be show. you're gonna be sitting you're gonna be sitting down in a chair for most of the show we'll, we'll bring in uh the end of season two.
1: Oh yeah by the way uh can you act because we're gonna need you to act now
0: mhm and you get Or even,
1: like, Phyllis. I mean, then even
0: you have, like, yeah, uh, Gladys. Gladys, sorry. address, Phyllis. Okay. Phyllis. Close enough. Uh, Gladys is someone, like, you know, she's a guilty remnant who, they don't talk. She's in the first season for, like, five, like, the first half of the first season before she's killed, and now she gets to talk. She's, the, like, the campaign manager or something, or works work for Patty Levin.
1: Yeah, before they May. stone her to death. Right.
0: But, I mean, by design, um... But what's cool? I love I love the one part when they are they interview him, they hook him up to a lie detector test because he's a big donor, for her camp for Patty Levin's campaign, and he uh, now has a meet and like a meet and greet with her, so they have to like just make sure everything's all, like like what's your name just make sure he's not like anything suspicious, um and they ask him at the end like you know he says a couple things like my name is Kevin Harvey? Kevin Harvey, and they like. What spray like Windex in his eyes? Yeah, the spray Windex, which is. But the red light goes on. Yes. And then at the end, they're like, "Okay, well, you want some water?"
1: He's like, "Oh no, I'm not thirsty." And the thirsty. red light comes on, and luckily, no one sees it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a fi- he's a fifty thousand dollar donor, and that's you know one of the things Virgil tells him is like, whatever you do, don't let them see you. And, uh, you know, after that, before he goes to actually see Patty, they let him know, oh, we'll send someone up. The smoke alarms go off and his TV goes, goes insane. Right. And that's when he hears his father talking. And now his father is, you know, he says, oh, look, it's the same, it's the same room. And his father's in a hotel room and the bed's on fire. And he's like, "Oh, that worked. We gotta keep feeding the fire." And you're like, "Okay, what the fuck is going on?"
0: Yeah, because that one, like, I'm, I'm trying to like understand exact like why his dad is down there. Like, I get the Mary Jane isn't thing.
1: So here's with his dad in the third season. He so his dad, he goes, "Dad, where the fuck are you?" He goes, "We're in the same room. I'm in Perth." Right. Um. In the third season, his father mentions being on a drug called. It's like God's eyes or something God's like that. God's tongue. God's like tongue, that. which is what brought him here. Phyllis's
0: Phyllis's tongue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what about <The> Phyllis? Phyllis truck.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. There's he, literally there is literally an episode named after her. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, Gladys. The
0: episode, <laughs> the episode that she dies is called Gladys. Here's
1: the thing though, if your name is Gladys, your name might as well also called? be P. Phyllis. Phyllis. It's kinda like how Scott and Todd are interchangeable.
0: Right, of course, of course.
1: But that's where he brings up what I he brings up seeing the hotel room, and that's when he was on the god's tongue shit. So I'm assuming that's why he's a that's why he's here, right? And that's why he's there. And he brings up I'm in Perth, and you know, did you get my card? You know, you know, you gotta take her to the well. And he's like, "What? It's
0: like what? Well, what are you What are you talking about? A well,
1: he's like, "No, it's a get well
0: <laughs> So good. Um. But he goes in, and there's more characters. What? Uh, what's his name? Wayne. Wayne, holy Wayne. He goes in on the toilet. He goes in to go to the bathroom because that's where the the gun is. And security, this, like the head security for for Patty Eleven, is holy Wayne, who he found at the end of season one, dying, dying on, the, on toilet. the toilet.
1: That's where he. Doesn't he also say something about like?
0: Uh... I feel like I was in the toilet. The Last time I saw you.
1: Yeah, exactly, and it's like all these little. I, I, you're right though. They're creating this whole entire world of these smaller characters, and now they have a chance to interact with him in this, in this fu- hotel, right? And uh, yeah, I just
0: I love I love bringing I love bringing everyone back. Oh yeah, you it's, know, it's great. Like, like in in the final season where they have. When he's the president in this world, and his security guard, his security or main guy is uh, the Kevin, the Kev, uh, officer Kevin, chief of police Kevin, Kevin Garvey from Australia.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Like and Meg it's and Patty, yeah, all that. I love all of that, all that yeah. shit going on, and um, it's like another like I think the best. You you probably already know. But I think like my favorite use of let's try and connect these things is the joke that they make on the television in the first season, that the entire cast of um, perfect strangers, yeah, uh, had departed. And then you find out once again through them watching TV in the second season that, uh, Marklin Baker did not depart. He just faked it and went down to Puerto Rico to hide. Right. And one of the main storylines for this show to complete itself in the third season involves Marklin Baker.
0: Yeah, he gets Nora into the. He leads her onto the, um... The doctors that are sending people to the other
1: place. exactly And I just think it's Which, something that it's yeah. just and he and Marklin Baker fucking owns in that scene.
0: Yeah, he's really good. I
1: mean, really, loved, really good. And, and and I love everything that he says in that scene. Mm-hmm. And it's something that started out as a joke that they turn into something that is so serious and so important to the show, I, I just think it's I just think it's genius. So, you know, he sits down with, he sits down with Patty. And, you know, they kind of have, they kind of start talking about, you know, whatever. They start talking about John Wilkes Booth and Lincoln and, uh, you know. Talks about sorry, there was just, uh, you know a security threat. Somebody said they wanted to kill me. Why do you think someone will want to kill me? And you know they have that kind of conversation there. Right, he's told
0: not to mention Neil.
1: Yes, don't mention Neil. Yeah. Which was her, uh, her husband,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who uh was into Patty uh, shitting on his chest.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I mean, you know, regular, regular
0: guy. Yeah, regular old, old Neil. Um, but so he mentions her at one point. It's like, no, nah, it's okay. And he's like, uh, Wayne, shoot this motherfucker in the face for me. Yeah. And he pulls the guy. He's like, I'm kidding. Yeah, we can talk about Neil. Fuck Neil. Um, but it's another. It's cool. Like, there's very much suspense in that room because he has to try to get to that toilet. And he couldn't because Wayne was in there at first and then she shows up and he has to sit down and talk with her. And then he goes and is able to grab it and kills her and she well, kills the security detail and tells and she's like, I'm not her. I'm a double, I'm a decoy. They
1: I'm a body double, surgery. I'm whatever. Yeah, they gave me plastic surgery.
0: Right. And you're like, oh, she's full of shit, obviously. And he kills her, but he's still there.
1: Yeah, he comes back and he's like, "I'm still in the hotel." Which that whole little action scene is great when he finally grabs the gun and comes out and kills Neil and shoots yeah. Gladys and then uh, shoots Gladys in the in the hay in the haste, which is a he mixture of Gladys, which is he a mixture. <laughs> <she laughs> said shoots she
0: shoots Wayne, shoots Gladys, and then shoots Gladys in the haste,
1: which is in the haste, which is a combination of the face and the head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then he you know, he kills Patty.
1: I'm a double, goodbye Patty, kills her, and he's like, what the fuck, and he goes down to see Virgil, and Virgil is, uh, confused, very confused about everything, and then, uh, like, Virgil picks up the, the big book and kills the bird, and you're like, something's off here, because, you know, Virgil's whole thing when he first sees him is, I hope they don't kill that bird, and that's when he says, you know, did you drink the water, and that's when he kind of remembers, and he's like, but I was so thirsty. So he's yeah. he's kind of uh he's kind of on his own here, right? And that's when he goes up to his room and he's locked out of it, and the uh, father of that young girl that was in the pool is sitting in the hallway. And I think they have like a pretty cool conversation where he's like, "Oh, you know, you here on business or pleasure?" And he's like, "Business." He's like, "Oh, what do you do?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a international assassin." He's like, "Oh, really? You guys drink on the job? Like, you know what I mean?" I I, I just like that little conversation that they have you get to just travel the world killing people
0: right it's like what do I, he's like well dude, i'm doing i don't do anything i'm dead which is kind of it's cool cuz i think i'm wondering if like i guess neil is a representation of what happens if you don't drink the water you know like he, oh, yeah. knows, he knows he knows where, where he is yeah
1: he's only he only drinks the whiskey yeah me, really i don't water. do anything i'm fucking dead which is which is great cuz once again you're already in this You know, we choked on a piece of chicken. It's like, (laughs) um, but that whole, you're in the, like, now it's getting weirder. And I like that it keeps giving you things to like, you know, now I'm stuck in this stupid hotel. And he talks about the people there, half of them can't remember their names. The other half, they're not doing crazy shit like international assassins. And he like, and even that there, you're like, (laughs) this is exactly like, as you're watching, you're like, what is going on? Virgil's forgetting what? who he is. It's because he drank the water. He's running around trying to kill someone who's running for president. You know what I mean? Like this whole world is is just something's something's got. I'm in this contest. Something's got to. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Here I but yeah, am. So... I'm dead in the trailer. I'm in this hotel.
0: <laughs> but the, well, so we actually don't know this is Neil yet. He says like I can't even get someone to take. That's a on That's what dump he says. Yeah,
1: Rip, you're running around like you international assassin. I can't find a single woman to take a dump on me.
0: And he's like, "Is your name Neil?" He says, "Yeah." He's like, "That girl in your, that little girl in your room isn't the girl that Kevin saved earlier." He's like, "That's not your daughter." He's like, "Oh, you think there's a little girl in my room?" Um, and then he, yeah, I mean, he kills Neil.
1: <laughs> yeah, like um, uh, right away. Because
0: well, well, what 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 does Neil say? Neil says to him, "He's like, oh, like well, you should have let that, you should have let her drown." Yeah. It's like ah, oh, he just let her drown. even been fine. Turns out the little girl is
1: Patty. It's Patty in this hotel, and I mean, as a
0: kid, yeah. But so like,
1: like, I yeah. It's like oh, you should have let her drown. But you're like, that's the Kevin thing, though. Is like, I think you know, you see it as you get through this episode. But even if he knew it was Patty in the pool, I don't. He wouldn't let her. I drown.
0: don't know if he. Yeah. Because I mean, it,
1: it's the girl that plays little Patty is incredible.
0: Yeah, Darby Camp. And he, who, you know,
1: opens the door, has the, I need to keep my mouth shut, pinned to her yeah. dress. Right.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great performance, and it works. They feed off of each other really well, because she's just like, I don't know, she's got, for a little for a little kid, she's got uh, a lot of charisma. She was, I mean, she's on Big Little Lies. She plays Reese Witherspoon's daughter in that. Oh, okay. And she's great. Yeah, and she's, you know, she's great. Um but he you know, he has a sticker to to a well so he goes and finds out like where's the well um,
1: I, I i think like and I, what you say like with the charisma i think that's what i mean with um with Justin Thoreau like you would think of what what this character Kevin has gone through and everything and then you you go okay you're going to be in this hotel and like how do you play that and he, i think he just he does it perfectly like um and i remember like so with the 3rd season when that came out it was on a lot of people's lists of best shows of the year yeah every piece i read about at the end of the 3rd season was like this is how you end a tv show right. and it was you know the other thing was for the emmys are coming up there should be a nomination for one, one hundred percent, Carrie Coon's get nominated. That was kind of like the thing. It's like she that should be. We shouldn't even have to worry about that. But Justin Thoreau deserves one as well. And then uh, they didn't nominate either of them. The only person that Did was it, nominated yeah. was Patty and and Dowd. and Dowd for it was for a guest appearance because right the yeah in, she was
0: yeah she was in uh, Most Powerful Man in the World and his identical twin brother yes which so. is like the, the, the sequel to this it's Kevin's it's like kevin's episode final episode obviously he's in the finale but like that's
1: kind of i i love sorry i i love when they're leaving the hotel and the concierge is like oh how's it going you know could you help me find anything and kevin's like uh is there like a well and he tells him where this well is and it's a little you know it's a drive to get there and as they walk away little patty looks at him and it's like uh he's gonna throw me in like, with a smile on her face. Yeah. She's like, oh. Well, then I hope you have your swimsuit with you, young lady. And it's just kind of thing that, like... It's weird. It's so it's weird. It's weird, but even, like, for Kevin, that you could... It, that's definitely something that, like... He's trying to come to terms with what he has to do.
0: Right, and she doesn't make it any easier because she's, you know, nice. She's like, I'm sorry, I should stop talking. But that that's... But you know,
1: and that's... That's it, though. There's... Kevin has, I think, so much empathy right and that's why everything is so difficult for him
0: yeah cause even just like if I if I like close my eyes will it make it easier and he's like no nothing's gonna make this easier for me to push a little girl in a wall.
1: yeah um and you know they, uh, but they go ahead. sorry no no I was
0: just, no, 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 I was gonna I was gonna go on to the next thing what were you gonna say
1: I was gonna go on to the next thing
0: oh my gosh
1: pulling over the bridge
0: all oh, pulling over the bridge, with uh, yeah, the the what's his face, Bill Camp. I don't know what his name is, but we're introduced to him. He comes back around, and
1: uh his name finale. is
0: David <sighs> Benton.
1: There it is. Yeah. Once again, my... another character that um comes back around. I think they also he's also on the that comes back around. Uh, he's also on a news story at some point in the earlier in the show. Oh, he is. Which okay. is something I didn't catch. They talk about a writer, because right, he's a writer in the third season. He's a he's an author, or isn't he? Right, he's
0: I think I think he's a what his main thing is. He was a um, a, a broadcaster.
1: That's it. It, whatever he was. They talk about it on the news in one of the episodes at some point about, oh, who was thought that this had happened, but he says that he saw the other side, like that whole thing. And that once again, you, we get back to that in the third season, which is once again, there's no way that I don't... It's hard to, to to think, oh yeah, they would have set that up in the first season or early in the second season, knowing that this storyline was going to come around to be so important in the, the Matt episode of the third season. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, he like, what, he puts a noose around his neck?
1: Yeah. He says, what are you doing? He talks about, I'm going to the well. I'm going to, Yeah. I'm going to yeet this kid into the well. Oh my God. Um, but he whispers to him,
0: which is something that comes up in the next, because he says, to, he's like in the, in the uh, most powerful man in the world, he's the, um, he's like his intel guy. He When he's the assassin trying to kill the president. He's in his ear and he's like giving him his, his mission. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's like, remember what I told you on the bridge? What did I tell you? I told me I'm the most powerful man in the world. But what is so cool about like those, how each of those episodes in season three are, are like so different, um, you know, where it's, you know, it's Matt, Matt dealing with this David Burton guy who's claiming to be God while they're trying to go and get Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, very much him battling with that um and just like bouncing off of what's going on with like the Fraser cult that's on the boat that they're on that like that is very it's a very matte episode then you have Laurie kind of going in between you know helping Nora helping Kevin it's all about her and like there's a talk about them like the um what disciples they are if Kevin is the messiah what where is his disciples who is she and she, they're like, oh, the doubting Thomas. And she's like, no, I'm Judas. Yep. Um, that The whole episode is on that. With Kevin is... Because Kevin is so constantly um, having an inner battle with himself with what he wants. So constantly you know, tortured. Yeah, like, you know, at the end of season two, it's like, oh, he wants to go home. You know, he wants to go home to his family. And, like, is that really what Kevin wants? Is that what he always... Has always wanted? Because... He's sort of doing things and acting in a way that is jeopardizing that. And yes. I think what's so cool about the show is it—you can do this stuff with, with these, with these plot lines about Kevin having to, um, you know, do the whole storyline about, uh, you know, Kim dying and getting rid of Patty and all that and that whole thing. But what I think the leftovers does so well is it—it it doesn't skip over the reasons why. It very much focuses on like why is yeah like it asks the question, why is Kevin like Kevin you want to come home to your family why do you keep running away, exactly like it it asks that question and that is what's so cool about that episode is is um, I think the sequel to this was like it's because he's the president and he's also the assassin it's it's his inner battle him against himself just like
1: th- I think that's why this character is so great yeah is there's no it's not. Kevin again you know fighting against good Kevin fighting against evil it's it's like Kevin fighting against himself um mm-hmm. you know with everything and i think that's why within this whole world of the leftovers with the departure and all that why he's such a perfect um he's such a perfectly imperfect character yeah um yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, so with the, real quick, uh, with the third season, the other thing with the third season that they did, which is, uh, one of my, another one of my like favorite things that they did was, uh, so with the first season they had, you know, the score of this show by Mac, Max, uh, Richter, 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 Who knows? Kill us <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> score by phyllis um score <laughs> um it's like that was one of the things they changed because that was like a very like to very in your face this is a serious type thing they changed the uh intro of the show to uh which i think is great looking of different like photographs of people where you know the different people are gone because they departed with a very you know um like happy sounding kind of song yeah um, then when you get to the third season, uh, is where they, um, and I think it was actually more of a budget issue is what got them to this point. If I remember from the,
0: yeah, I believe, yeah, I think there was, they couldn't use, so they just like used a bunch of different things. Yeah. Right? Cause they were going like,
1: to change the, they, I think they wanted to change a little bit and they were like, no, we don't have, you know, we're only doing eight episodes. Um, so The first episode, you get the theme song from the second season. And then from then on, every episode, you know, the episodes have different theme songs. Uh, They're all songs that tie into what's happening in that episode. Which I just think is something that's so... It's such a... Like, I love... I think it's such a, like, a creative idea. It's such a small decision that I think went really far... Like so, the episode where Mark where Mark Lynn Baker comes in, mm-hmm. the Perfect Strangers, the theme song from the sitcom, is the intro song for the opening credits of the show.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't think so. They think the first episode there's no theme song.
1: Is there no theme song? Because it or yeah, is it
0: first ep- I think the first episode there's no theme theme song. Second one is Perfect Strangers. I don't remember what the third one is, but it ties into the uh, third. The third one is Garvey uh, Senior.
1: Yeah trying this i want to see a list of them because it's, it's and it's really cool because when you um when you watch when you watch over them and you're like oh wow yeah all of these all of these songs deal with what's going on let's say Leftover over scene three opening theme song to change each episode of course they're not going to have what each song is um really did uh really did my research on this one guy
0: yeah this is good this is uh this it's, is no, a it's... audio this is a <laughs> audio medium uh it's best used with uh moments of silence yeah in between and everything
1: Well, people look for stuff
0: yeah well what i also like um how much sure, yeah i don't know what i know what the there is nothing for the first first episode Perfect Strangers is episode two. I'm not sure what three, four, and
1: five are. So three is um. Uh, what is the name of the song? The song is incredible because three is that. Uh, episode three is with him and him and Nora fight. No, that's episode four. Is that four?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, let's go to the. Because uh... episode
0: three is the Garvey Senior episode.
1: Let's see. I think i have it i think i actually have a leftovers playlist so i'm gonna look at that right now very good i'm on i'm anytime damn check it out because it who rules knows? who knows
0: um <laughs> not me <laughs> not me uh personal jesus mm. this is soundtracks uncredited performed by richard cheese and lounge against the machine
1: my guy richard that, cheese shout out yeah
0: we stand um good day melbourne oh okay melbourne.
1: that's when they first go to
0: heilig 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 composed by franz schubert okay. again i it doesn't necessarily tell me if these are the actual theme songs or this is just something that's that's on there then it is jenny pu rentrer moi," performed by charles <laughs> No more. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah that's words
0: that's that's the Matt episode then certified certified I know is suicide it's a suicide it's a suicide it's a suicide
1: uh, making a note to make sure I delete that from the episode oh my
0: goodness <laughs> yeah 1-800 suicide performed by grave diggers
1: yeah, it's, yeah.
0: that's that and then the final, Kevin's, the second to last episode is the original the theme original song. The original theme song, right?
1: That comes in there. Yeah. One, you, didn't, That's, you didn't name one of them. Why can't I? Well, n- I'm so mad that I can't find it.
0: the uh, Well, the final episode is the season two theme song.
1: Yeah. No, it, it, there's another one in there.
0: Let me go back. I like I mean, what a reason we got to what, we gotta, we gotta talk about something. You think it's the one where, they get, where he leaves the hotel room?
1: The one where he leaves the hotel room is...
0: Seymour, here we go. Take On Me.
1: Oh, Take On Me? That's one
0: of them. It is, yeah, that is, that is the one where they... That's the one where, yeah, that's the fourth episode. It's the one where he says we should go be with them. That's such a brutal argument.
1: I know. It's, uh... Like, come on, man. Could you imagine if, like, people... You know what's going to happen? We're going to be done recording, and I'm just going to hit shuffle on my phone, and the song's going to immediately come up. Anyway, so where are we at in the episode? Because if we start talking about the episode, it's, where, it's guaranteed that I'm going to find the song.
0: Is it I Love a Rainy Night performed by Eddie Rabbit? No, it's not.
1: I, I, are, you sure? are you sure? I'm positive.
0: Because Take On Me, Take On Me was one of them. Alright? Perfect Strangers is another one. There's literally, there's like...
1: It's, I got it. Which one is it's it? It's this love is over... Okay. By Ray Lamontagne and the Pariah Dogs.
0: Oh, of course. Have you heard the other one? the Je ne peux rentrer chez
1: moi. <laughs> All right, that's in there somewhere. We nailed it. Anyway. There we go. Um,
0: he's on the bridge. He talks. He, the guy puts the noose around his neck and then he goes. And this is just what him, him talking to Patty, little Patty. They're at the well. And he has to uh and he pushes her down. Yeah. pushes. he pushes her out. After after, you know some some hard thinking about it. Uh but she then then the older version of Patty and her guilty remnant get up is, is at the bottom of the well, like dying and he jumps in there.
1: Which is um, they, which is when when she's at the well and they sit there. And you know, that's kind of where, um, that's where they have the, I, if I close my eyes, will it make it easier. And she kind of has like, you know, um, I talk too much like yeah. that whole thing. And that's where he's, I love it because it's not where I like it. Like where it's like, do you want to drop me in or do you want to push me in?
0: Yeah, like, got, this, like, nothing's, nothing's gonna make this easier. Yeah,
1: and it's like, pushing is probably easier, and it's like, but I love this whole, like, this whole, um, this whole person of Patty, who, you know, was in the cult that his wife joined after the departure, and, you know, broke up his marriage, and all of this stuff here, and still at this point, it's like, you know, I feel sorry for you, mm-hmm. which I just think is, I just think it's a testament to that, like, uh. That character, I just think it's very. I don't know. I love it. Yeah,
0: and as much as they've, as much as they were, they always were on opposite sides. They, they sort of, they grew. They had a relationship. A relationship grew like from the end of season one, when he kidnaps her, she kills herself, and then she's clinging to him um, throughout all of, almost all of season two. Like she's like they have a relationship so like they they, like there's something there so it's going to be hard even though they were never agreeing on anything it was it, there's something um there's something there between them it's uh so it makes it even harder
1: you know what would it make it easier if i said to deserve it and he's like no you don't deserve it and she's like yeah i do i'm loud i talk too much i eat too much blah blah, blah. and he's like you know and that's when, you know Kevin's crying, and he's like, no, it, that's it's not, because I, I feel sorry for you. And even in mm-hmm. that, his whole life is tortured by this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: by her, by this being, whether it's the real person or what he had in his mind, it's still something that it's hard for him to do. And then it's, you know, I love it, you know, would it be easier if, and he puts his head to the side, looks away, and pushes her down the well. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, he, he did it. And you know, you have the the hawk flies overhead, starts screeching as he kinda sits on the edge of the well and you're like, Okay, he's still here though.
0: Right. And he has to do he jumps in, and he jumps has in, to and they...
1: like help and it's grown up Patty again. And that's where she
0: tells the Jeopardy story, right?
1: What is the Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, it's where How she talks say- about that's where she talks about um saving enough money to Leave Neil, right? Leave Neil and get out of that relationship. And, um... The fucking Ukraine. And, you know, they yeah, have this whole I'm... little... And, and it's one of the things where when he jumps down in there, you're like, Kevin, you're finally doing it. You push the girl in, and then as soon as she needs help, he dives down there again. And you're kind of like, oh, no. Yeah. But... Then he... you know then he drowns her yeah goes back to saves her out of the pool from drowning and in the end has to hold her underwater to kill her and um that's when you get like you get the earthquake right and then he comes out of the grave he comes out of the grave as uh Michael comes around and you see him out of the grave all covered in dirt and so he goes holy shit and then the episode ends so, I mean, yeah. e- e- like, I love that even with all that, there's no, like, I like that there's not, like, a full explanation to, you know what I mean? They let it, mm-hmm. they let the mystery be. There's no, uh,
0: oh. right? Which, is yeah, it's a it's the perfect song.
1: Yeah, and you're like, you're like, what did, what did I just watch? Mm. What just, excuse me? <laughs> hello Hello? what is happening you know what I mean that's I think that that's something that's I think that I just think that, that it's incredible I, yeah. I I love it
0: yeah and it's it's just it's it's so good it's such a great and like i said it, it, it lands it, they needed that episode to land because so much is pitted on that and that becomes so much of ends up becoming a lot a huge part of Kevin's arc throughout the rest of the show. So, like um, you brought
1: up with, with John, you know, you have Meg show up with the Guilty Revenant, and, you know, the town of, you know, Miracle is overrun. It's madness. Uh-huh. Um, We have everything with Meg setting her plan up. But, you know, when he goes to talk to John, and John's on his way because his handprint matched the one they found on the car. That's when they go in where the where they keep the dogs, and that's when he shoots them. And, you know, you get Kevin laying there bleeding, and that's when he wakes up in the hotel again.
0: Right, and he picks, so he has the same outfit choices.
1: And he puts on the chief outfit again. Right. And uh, that's when he gets a call and says, oh, you're, police, you know, you're a chief or you're a police officer, right? Well, there's a couple patrons in the bar down here attacking a police officer. Please help and he runs downstairs and he's like oh what's going on he goes over by the bar and they're singing karaoke right and the guy doing one of the guy at the bar is the
0: guy from the bridge
1: exact yeah the guy from the bridge and he's like oh hello officer
0: and it's that scene is so cool because he's trying to figure out how to get out of here again and there's no like what this establishes there's no rules to it really yes he says to him look you have to sing i already told you how you have to sing
1: He's like I don't want to sing like, you can push a little girl down a well but you can't sing.
0: Yeah, which is like because like if I'm in his situation, I'm thinking the same thing. Like I it doesn't it doesn't feel important enough of a thing to do in that situation. Yes. But then but like yeah, then he says Dave Burton says, You push a little girl down the well, you're not gonna sing? Like pointing out how ridiculous that mindset is, but I think anyone would be thinking that. Um yeah, and he goes and sings uh, Homeward Bound.
1: And, uh, uh, oh, it's so good, that scene. Yeah, it was great. And I think, what, I think one of the things, like, it's just something I like. I like little flashback type uh, shots. Um, and I think, like, The Leftovers uh, does them perfectly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like you know while he's and it's it's I think it's also kind of funny how like Homeward Bound is uh, somehow like the perfect song, yeah. For like everything that he's going through, which is great, yeah. You know, and he talks okay. about home, where my thoughts escape, and home where the music's playing, home where I love lies waiting silently for me, and that it's every day's an endless stream of cigarettes and magazines, and it's everybody from the guilty remnant is always smoking. His father had the magazine about Cairo, each to the looks of the sound of me, the movies in the factories, and just like that whole I love it. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah, it's perfect.
1: Um But then it's you know, tonight I'll play my songs again, I'll play the game and pretend. Uh, but all my words come back to me in shades of mediocrity, like emptiness and harmony, I need someone to comfort me, homeward bound. And you no, know, he sees Nora at the end of it. Mm. And jail, and it's just it's perfect. Just, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole family is there and it's like... And, you know, he sings and then he wakes up. And he wakes up in right where John shot him. At this point, everything's gone. You know, you have the, the three girls that disappeared are back. The Guilty Remnant runs into the town. Everything's on fire. There's music playing. It's just like this insane shit is going on. And, you know, he finds John... John finds him because John is looking
0: for his wife. Yes. He's looking for Erica at the hospital where she works, and he's there. He's like, I killed you.
1: Nope. Nope. Yeah, because John does not believe in any of, like, any of this whole miracle, any of this, like, none. And, yeah.
0: <laughs> and John Murphy says what well, we are all thinking. He looks at Kevin, he's like, I don't understand
1: what, why this is, like, what's happening. Yeah. Me neither. Me neither. And, you know, uh... And I think it's great you know they kind of like helps them when they walk and it's it's at this point like John is a John is a completely broken man mm-hmm. in a, in a different way than Kevin right I think they're well, both I think like they're both broken but like I, with with John it's like why is this happening and he he refuses like like I think some of this stuff is like no there is no explanation. We don't know oh, yeah. what's going on here. I don't know. You know that's what Kevin's saying. Is like, nope, you, you didn't. I guess you know. But yeah. and John can't, ra- You know, he cannot grasp that. He can't wrap yeah. his head around it. He's almost like a doubting Thomas, and you know, in a way where it's like, yeah. And now that he, even though he's seeing this, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And um, one, yeah. you know, that's when right. they 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 walk through the, you know, the town, which is madness. And um, they get in front of their houses. And that's when John, what's he say to me? has the worry about, you know. Say like, what if no one's home? And that's where he says, you come over to my house and you're like, that's that Kevin empathy, that whole thing of like, not under, you know what I mean? I just think it's great. And then,
0: is this a is this a Fast and the Furious movie? Yeah. It seems to be all about family.
1: family. And Kevin walks in and opens the door, and everyone's there. Everyone's there. Everyone, and even, I, it, even it, his son. Yeah, even Tommy. Even Tommy's there. Lori's there. Nora's there. Jill's there. Is it Matt there? Mary there? Like just how Mary, love... who's now awake. Was, yeah, who's now awake? That whole you know you've gone through her stuff. But as they walk in, and I love how he looks around the room. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's beautiful. And that could
0: have been, that could have, they could have ended the show right there. I think it would have been rather fitting. Could have been a, a solid send off for it. But I think it really needed to, to do what it ended up doing with that, with that final season. Yeah. Can, it, we, talk, can we talk about that final, that final episode?
1: Of what? The whole show? The whole show. We could. I haven't seen it in a while, but like, here's the thing with the leftovers is that uh, I've been thinking about it ever since I saw it. Which is like, you know what? It's funny because, you know, once we started doing this podcast, I started following more and more, whether they be critics or just people who like, you know, TV, just a bunch of these people. And it's funny that so often people bring up, what's something that you saw a while ago that, that has stayed with you? And so often the answer is the leftovers.
0: Yeah. And because it, like it's yeah i mean it's i don't know it, it, every every single choice they seem to make at the end of the line down down the stretch was was perfect i mean you look at the you look at the final episode you know it what jumps jumps 20 30 years
1: yeah well you start that you start the you start that season the uh episode one ends the end you get the woman riding the bike
0: yeah, there's yeah. There's a that the nun lady, shows. and
1: she says, hey, uh, someone came, with do you know anybody named Kevin? And you turn, and it's Nora, but she's uh, old now.
0: Yeah. And then it doesn't do And it. they're still in Australia. The nun's yeah. so it's it's like in Australia. Yeah, it's still in Australia,
1: but there's not. you don't get anything else from that.
0: Right, because, yeah, I mean, they didn't even go to Australia yet. Like, the, the, that first episode. That's what I mean. They give you the, the,
1: the, like, this is it. Here you go. This is, we're going to give you the end of this first episode. Is something that you're not going to have an answer for, and yeah. then they don't really go there until you get to the final episode. Yeah, which is like, I, buckle up, buckle up. Yeah, <laughs> the season's going to be. Uh, the plane great. is now leaving. Be prepared for the final departure. Great fucking trailers for the third season of the show. Were there?
0: Yeah, it was what them. Was the, it was them sitting was, on a
1: plane, yeah. and they were on the plane. And okay. It was like, Shh, please buckle up and be prepared for the final departure. And you're like,
0: excuse me. <laughs> yeah, what is the um? What is the poster
1: was the poster ruled too, didn't it? Uh the poster did rule. Uh so they had two of them. The one was uh Kevin standing there and the wall cuz uh the right, first so season I... in the first season it's him punching a wall and the wall is cracking. Uh yeah. the second one is I think him in the water and the third season is that wall cracking again and he's standing there and Nora's behind him holding him, but where the wall is cracked it's in the shape of like an angel's wings. And mm-hmm. then the other one I, is the neon light of the cross. Yeah, that's the one I'm. Yeah, I'm talking
0: about. Like, because the thing, I remember watching when I was watching it. The season three was already like was already out, and I like when he drinks that poison and dies. And I'm like thinking to myself like, and he, you know, Virgil does the thing, like gets rid of the the adrenaline. So it's like, holy shit. They just kill him? Like, is he dead? And I remember, like, I'm like, I'm like, no, there's no way. But then again, I'm looking at this poster and he's got angel wings behind him. I'm like, oh my God. And I like my, I, you know, at that point you're just trying to comprehend what, oh, what possibly could be done. It's like, is he going to be an angel? Is he going to be
1: like Patty Levin for the rest of the show? Yeah, he's going to be like Patty to Nora? That was kind of your thing, which is actually, I mean, I understand where I, how you got there. But yeah, I, I mean, of course,
0: like looking back on that, I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm Glad, glad they didn't do that, Uh, but like that's 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 when I'm my I'm trying to comprehend it. It's like, but yeah, this poster with the neon cross, the the end.
1: I actually I just I just texted you a picture of it.
0: Yeah, is the end near or the end is near? Like it just, it rules. It's so cool. Yeah, just got it. Came through. Look, it's awesome. Yeah,
1: rules. But, um, so, like, yeah, you get to the, you know, the third season, like you, you know, like we said, they're in, they're in Australia, there's a whole, Nora wants to go to Australia because after she talks to Mark Lynn Baker, he lets her know that there are these scientists that have found a way to transport people from the world they're in now to where the departed went. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the idea of it. And you're like, okay, um all right, I guess that's you know that's uh that's a thing, which then that that brings into question also the um the whole like oh like where did they go? what is this other place
0: mm-hmm. um and it's all i mean it, like Nora throughout the entire show has not been able to to really, get, I mean, and no one blames her, to really get over what happened, because she lost her entire family. But now she has this new family, but, like, still. It's still, yeah. she. it's still something that, like, she, like, she would leave this family to go to that one. Yes. Um,
1: and that, know. yeah, that's, uh yeah, I, I think, um yeah. It's Nora's character is a deeply, deeply, like, um I don't want to say depressed, but like the the whole it's the whole departure thing is what makes it impossible to make any of it make sense uh-huh. for her. And she's always trying to find out a way for it to make sense. And it's almost like it's never going to. Right. But she, she wants she yeah. doesn't she she hasn't been able to realize that
0: yet. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like, like she what she becomes she works for the the.
1: Department of sudden departure, whatever.
0: Department of sudden departures, like just trying to, like dealing with that whole thing, and like, you know, she wants to go and investigate it, which is what she says, like you know, but really, she, I think, like she really, she wants to do it. She, she's interested in actually being able to to go to this other place. Um,
1: That's when that's when they have the fight, and he says, "Um, they're having the fight about trying to move past it."
0: And she's like, move past it. Mike, it's different if they're dead. Yeah, my My kids kids are are not dead.
1: dead. They're gone. They're just gone. And that's when Kevin says, then you should go be with them. then like, you just like, you just like cry for the next, like every episode, like forever after that, which is like brutal. And then he walks out and that's episode four.
0: That's episode four, and that's right after that. That's when you get into those. It's like oh, Matt episode, Laurie episode. like yeah, and you're like Kevin and Nora
1: have show. not seen each other. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah, but that's the last time. But they go they to they this see each other. Yeah, they go to the um. The whole idea of this machine is like they have them hold up a picture of the newspaper when Marklin Baker gives it to her. Here's here's all this stuff. We've had a poet laureate, Nobel Prize winners. They've all gone into this machine. These are people of sound mind they're not people that are crazy that whole that whole thing and that's how nora kind of brings it up to him it's kind of like you know i think that you're you know we, you, you know maybe you're like depressed or like suicidal and that's when he's like three series regulars two of them departed i didn't why uh-huh. so no nora i don't want to kill myself I'm trying to gain some fucking control, and it's like that's and you're like that's all of these people in this left or in this that's you know what I mean. There's um, I think it's I think it's like with grief anywhere. There's no right way or wrong way. Yeah, because
0: everyone has their own way. Exactly,
1: and that's why this show for me when I watch it, it's so eye opening, and I can connect with it is because you're like this person's going through the worst thing in the world. And this is how they're dealing with it. And to me, that might seem insane, but there are people that, what they that's the right way to, you know what I mean? There's, I, I just like that there's a, that that's how it is. There's these perfectly imperfect characters grieving all in their own way and just kind of seeing how, how that all, you know, how that all works.
0: Yeah. And I think what's, it's also very interesting, um, uh, to think like this is a show the focus is on like the the from the beginning the focus is on the Garbies. That's who it's about. It's very interesting for a show like this, with this phenomenon, to focus on a family that really didn't lose anyone in the departure.
1: Yeah, the only I mean Lori Lori was lost pregnant. Lori was pregnant and lost the, the baby. The departure happened while she was having her um what so, the uh Ultrasound. Yeah, there you go.
0: Um, but Kevin, yeah, so
1: Kevin never knew that.
0: Yeah, it's it's very interesting to like let's focus on this family. And and then like Nora become Nora by the end of it. I mean, the final episode is the book of Nora, but like she very much slowly comes into the fold as a as a regular as a main character. Well, not a regular. I mean, she's always a regular, but like as a main character on the show. Yes. Um. But like this final, the final episode is like her and her and Matt playing Mad Libs while she's getting ready. While
1: well, she's getting ready to go into uh, this and that scene, this rules. machine, yeah, it's awesome. I I mean,
0: another underrated character, Matt Jameson is probably one of my favorite characters
1: in. I I think television. I history. think Matt Jameson is the best written. Um, I don't Not even pastor Best written uh, Religious Christian character um, Yeah Ever Because it because, because like
0: normally They write them You know whether it's Super preachy And it's like They write them like Super preachy that. Or they write or,
1: them Where it's like Oh they're too perfect You know what I mean Like I think Matt,
0: or, or that they're They're kind of too rat like radical, yeah. Like too radical and kind of like crazy. Like this guy, this he's a he, oh, crazy church guy, crazy pastor who's like and
1: like Matt. So Matt has parts of that, but as no, you yeah, as exactly, you get where to... you
0: think, it's like oh, this guy, this you know, with the departure and everything and how he is dealing with it and handling it, it's like oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, he's kind of dealing with it insane with those posters about this wasn't the you know his whole thing. You know this this wasn't the rapture because the people that were taken. We're not all good people. You know what I mean, like that the, in the biblical sense of the rapture. And I just like that he's he's. Um, and it, you yeah. you you see it. You see that kind of like he has this. You know, he has his faith type thing. But I also like that you kind of see him unwind because even with all of this going on, he's trying to make sense of it from where he stands. Right. And, and um. You know, like I think it's it's Kevin the one time that gets mad. He's like, oh fuck. And he looks at Matt. Matt's like, oh, I, "I say fuck sometimes too." You know, what I mean, but it's just the way that he plays it. Um,
0: yeah, a question is is remarkable. Yeah, it's it's um, it's
1: very well done.
0: Yeah, because he is. Yeah, he's not a character that you. I mean, yeah, like there's some of that stuff in the beginning. It's like, oh my gosh, this guy. Uh, but mean, that's his way. That's his way of coping with it. Because, and you go and you look at his final episode, which is very much him heavily focusing on the fact that this guy david burton is telling people he's god um it's very much the same thing where he's trying he's like this wasn't the rapture this was like you know this isn't how this this man's not god it's very much the same sort of storyline same sort of thing for him to kind of grapple with is like this isn't how you know he's he's processing what has happened and what's happening around him and that- it's not in the way that he thinks it is
1: going, is supposed and, to happen
0: according to what he believes.
1: And, exa- and exactly, that's the whole thing. Is that with something like this, where people depart, there's, there's, you, you know, there's usually going to be like kind of a religious implication in it. And what I love about it is, is the way that it's normally done. Is here's is the pastor; he has all the answers. And with Matt, he's the pastor, but he doesn't have really, he really doesn't have any of the answers. You know what I mean? And that's the, um, that's what makes that character so, so special. Is that you know. It's not painting as like oh of course we're gonna let's go talk to the pastor he's gonna know everything it's like no he's in this also
0: right yeah so good but um yeah and they're, they're great together him and uh, Carrie Coon uh, they have a great relationship it's, a, it's I, I love watching them uh, play off each other in the scenes but she finally what I guess so she goes in, so now she she's getting told how to go in she goes into the thing. And it's filling up, getting ready to go, and it looks like she's about to, like, yell something. Like, maybe stop, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, she looks, like, scared.
1: And then it um, just
0: cuts. And it cuts, and then we're back to, you know, when she's older in Australia. And it's just such an interesting, like, you take this show... um, and if you watch the show from the beginning, no one would believe you if you said, okay, well, this is going to end up, it's going to be Nora, when she's older, in Australia, and Kevin's going to show up. And that's going to be the episode, of her dealing with that. And when Kevin shows up, it's weird, too. You have no idea what's going on, because he's, like, acting like they never, he's, like, completely erasing.
1: He's erasing head. everything.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, like, we, ta- we we met a couple times back in Mapleton.
1: Yeah, and it's um,
0: and it's like what is going on?
1: And then he has like the uh, he has the scar from the gunshot, and he's like, "Oh, I had like double bypass surgery, or whatever, you know what I mean, or I had my appendix taken out, whatever it is." He had, makes it. A, a
0: heart it's a heart thing, yeah. it, I think.
1: So yeah. that's so he has that, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, then there's the there's a wedding.
0: Well, it's a party. He invites her to a party. Yes. And she shows up and it turns out it's
1: a wedding. So let me, real quick, because I have it just, I, I love the description, on HBO for the. Oh yeah, the final series episode. finale. Nothing is answered. Everything is answered, and then it ends. It's perfect. It's it's and 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 I remember uh, I think I think it was an interview with David uh, David Lindelof it was kind of like you know the. Uh, the first season, you, know, you get the departure. Second season is you know, all this other stuff. How do pe- you know people still dealing with it? And the third season is kind of like what happens when the world's supposed to end and it doesn't. Yeah, because that's the whole fight in the third season is the world is going to end unless we do this thing on
0: the seven. Because seven is a very biblical number. Yes, and and um, and
1: then they then they fail on what they're you know what I mean. They're supposed to do this whole thing, and when it's done, the the world hasn't ended. And you know now how do you how do these people react to that now? Yeah. Is it at the, uh, so when does he finally fess up that? Um...
0: It's at the end. It's at the very end. Cause she keeps saying, he's like, Oh, how'd you find me? He's like, I was on vacation. Oh yeah. I and saw then, you.
1: And then, yes, exactly. Even
0: though she knows, cause like, cause the, the nun in the beginning said like, this guy, Kevin came
1: around asking for you, which is, I think, which is, I mean, heartbreaking. The end of it with Kevin. Yeah. Where he's like, I get two weeks of vacation every year. And every year I come down here for two weeks looking for you. When I finally found you, I didn't know what to do after how we ended last time. So I figured, let me erase all that. Maybe we could start over new.
0: Right. Because he keeps, he's like, well, how'd you find me? And they're at the wedding dancing. And she's like, it's like, she's being tortured by this. This is like torture for her. Um, cause he's not, cause as, as Nora has always wants these things explained, you know, even with the departure, she very much wanted to know what happened to her family. Um, so this is a little bit different, but like, she's like, please, and he, he doesn't do it. He said he doesn't break. And then she leaves the wedding Then mm-hmm. the next morning he comes back and he's yelling. He's like, you no, know I found you. And that's when he tells her, um, and she just, he like goes on this ranch. She's like, you want to come and you want some tea? After he like yells at her for like two minutes, like rants about what he was, and then they go inside, and that's when she tells the story of what happened. Did she, you know, because the question is, did she tell them to like? She's here. Like, did she go through? Like, obviously, she didn't. Like, she didn't go through. She's still here, and she tells the story of going through, um, and seeing her kids, seeing her family from a distance, realizing that, you know. He remarried and they were they were happy so she didn't say anything so then what she decided that she realized she realized she didn't belong there and you know and that's where lost. she's
1: this is she says and I understood, because uh, th- she goes to her that's house. That's what I understood, yeah. And she goes to her house and sees her family and they were happy. And he says, and I understood that there, in this place, they were the lucky ones. In a world full of orphans, they still had each other, and I was a ghost. I was a ghost who had no place there, and that, Kevin, is when I changed my mind. And that's what she goes in the whole thing about, well, the guy who made the machine was
0: also there. He was the first to go through, so I, I found him, had to make the machine. And she, well, the one thing she says, she's like, we lost 2%. They On lost. that side, they lost all of us. Like we lost some of them, over there. They, they lost, lost all of us. All of us.
1: Oh, so good.
0: Yeah, and then he tells her that, like, you know, did yeah. I want to call you? Like, like I didn't know if you'd believe me, and and
1: that's when it's, it's it's. And I knew that if I told you what happened, that you would never believe me. And Kevin says, "I believe you." And Nora says, "You do." And Kevin says, "You're here." Why wouldn't I believe you? You're here. And it's yeah. oh, it's so good.
0: Because because the show it doesn't tell you whether or not she's this is true or not you the characters believe it or not but like, you know, it's still very much up in the air. Did she? Because they because there is that clip where it seems like right before it cuts she is about to tell them to stop.
1: But you never know, and and you I, never and know, I, and, and that's I, what
0: makes it great.
1: And I know, and like. Speaking of the flashback thing, it comes around full circle here because as Nora is telling that story, you're watching Nora and you're watching Kevin. That's it. Uh-huh. There is no flash to this. There's no... And I love that they don't show it. Yeah, I don't whether, know because they it. could show it whether it happened or not. You know what I mean? I don't need to see it. But her telling that, and I think it's once again as the viewer where a lot of people are like, I know there were people. We know people that were like, oh, I need to find out what happened to them. And like, you know what I mean? Like, Matt was one of the people that was like, I knew it. That's what I said was going to happen. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're... You're missing the best part of the show. You're completely missing that end conversation there because that end conversation there is not about what really happened to the departed. It's about how they got to where they are here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: where it's and I like how it's kind of left up to the viewer as because they've never answered that. Did, did
0: no people have even asked her on Twitter and she's like, ne- like. She- Keeping her mouth shut about it, which I hope she does forever. Because I mean, you're no one. You're never going to be happy. Not everyone's going to be happy if you explain what happens. Like if you, oh, that's not the ending I wanted. That's not the ending I wanted. I didn't want like, oh, did she go? No. Like if you know the answer to that question, there's like half the people are going to be upset, upset by it. I think it's. I mean, I love a good ambiguous ending,
1: and but, Um, but more than just like being ambiguous, it's to the point where you go, I wonder if that's what actually happened. I wonder if she's telling the truth. And then you also got, I wonder if Kevin actually believes her. And then yeah. when it all comes around right to it, 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 in the end, it doesn't matter because Nora is at one end of the table and Kevin is sitting across the table from her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so good.
0: And it's and that and that scene works on the strength of well the writing, but also the strength of, you know, Carrie Coon's performance, Justin Thoreau's performance. You know, it's it's riveting to watch and it's just a conversation. There's like you so said, there's no flashbacks, but her performance is so good and his is so good as well. You get to just watch her tell a story and you're completely riveted by it.
1: And and I think like so speaking of the characters, I listened to um there was a podcast where they were talking, and it was Damon Lindelof, and Ann Dowd was there, and Carrie Coons was there. And they were talking about the different characters on, like, you know – and this is before the second season had come out. It was done okay. filming, but it hadn't premiered yet. Okay. And one of the things that I think is great, you know, they were talking about, like, with these characters. Like, oh, is there ever anything that's written in a way, you know, that, that's changed or whatever? And all of them were like, no, there's, there's not – a lot here that's written that you go, oh, we should change this. But as far as Damon Lindelof and Tom Pratt are concerned, like these, you know, Nora, Carrie Coon's playing Nora, she knows the character. So it was a very open type thing where it was like, I don't know if this is the way Nora would say this. And they go, okay, mm-hmm. you've been playing Nora for this long. How do you think this would go? And I just think it's like, it's something that allows these these actors to fully get into the character. Mm-hmm. And I liked that there was kind of that open, open discussion that was allowed in that kind of thing. That was like, is this how they would say it? You know, that kind of discussion about it, which is, I think why you get characters that are so well written. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. it's just, it's just a, it's just a fantastic, uh, Way to end that show, and probably not like if you ask anyone. Like I said, you ask anyone. Like that's not the probably not the first choice. Is what probably it wouldn't have been me. If I'm watching, I'm like, how do I want this to end? I don't think I would have picked that, but I think it is the absolute.
1: Uh, but it's perfect. Yeah, that's what I mean. Once again, with the same thing about which we, you know, we're here to talk about International Assassin. Is how do you get to that point that where you go? This is how we're going to end the show. We're going to jump forward. You're not going to know what happened to Nora. Her and Kevin are going to do this whole weird thing where they're older and for some reason Kevin is not acknowledging any of their lives together. Then you're going to get to a point where it all comes out in the end and that's it. You know what I mean? It's such a beautiful way that when you see it done that way, you're like, this is perfect. Uh But coming to the point of how to write that, it's like – it's just – it's wonderful. Yeah.
0: And to think, you know, we're talking about this episode is, is International Assassin um, was our pick, but, like, it's crazy that this, like, those are two wildly different episodes. You have an action film as one of the episode, and then the other one is, like, it's just completely different. She's, it's like, a, it's very personal between, you know, this older woman and older man just, like, finding each other again in the same show like it and both are done excellently
1: yeah it's it's like I'm, so I'm looking at like articles now at like season three and this is one from the independent in the uk and it's the leftover season three cements its status as life-changing television the final episodes look to solidify the hbo series legacy as one of the all-time greats But it's funny because the first line of the article is, in years to come, the leftovers will be revered as a masterpiece, a statement as bold and as short as the series itself. And I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny. It's like, you know, they also talk about um, when the show came out, whether you look at Metacritic or whatever, it was the most critically acclaimed TV show of the year on there. And it's just, I think it's one of those crazy things that it's not – I, I I know the awards don't don't matter for it. Like the, you know what I mean? If this had won an Emmy, it would not make the show any better. Right. I, I mean, think I think it's one it. of those like rare uh, rare ones that it's not just like a cult favorite and critics are kind of eh on it. Like it was just like the third season, like universally acclaimed. The third season, it was made so many lists of the best TV shows of that year. Um, the finales. Pretty widely loved, mm-hmm. and it's just—I know—it's—it's. It's, I really hope that down the road, there are more people that give the show a a chance. Yeah, because it is well worth it, and it's something that will stick with you. I think years after you've seen it.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's one of those shows. I mean, we, we've talked about this. Off mic a couple times about how, like, what, The Wire never really won anything. There's there's shows out there that never really got awards recognition that are considered now to be, like, some of the best shows of all time. Yeah. I think that's where we're going to be. I think that's where The Leftovers is going to be regarded as. I think it'll probably, over time, even just become more and more revered as, as top television.
1: Which I think it's even the same for, like, even the people even the people that were on the show Uh, even because every October twelfth is the day of the departure so every year you get a tweet from HBO about it and it's like I know like Amy Brenneman will be like "Uh, you know I'm so unbelievably thankful that I was able to be a part of this show and or, or she'll talk about like oh this is when the today's the day that The Leftovers premiered or when the finale aired and it's just something that's that's um, I think it's pretty it's, cool how it sticks not only with the people who watch it but the people who were on it
0: right it was I mean it's a career defining show for some of these people um you know, like you look at Justin Thoreau and you look at Carrie Coon, who have been you know Amy Brenneman. who you know they they've all been in other big roles, but like this is one of those things one of these shows where they're always going to be identified with the show. Maybe singularly, like if that's the only thing, or that's always going to be one of the roles that is talked about when you look at a lot of these actors. It's like the biggest roles of their career.
1: Um, Which is like, yeah, so Carrie Coons, I don't know what she was in before this, but after this, you know, she got Fargo. Right. She was... um, She was in... uh, Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Uh, She was in the the Spielberg one. The Post. The Post. Host, yeah, with,
0: well, with... uh,
1: With Tracy Letts, her husband. Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts of acting fame and also an award-winning playwright. Playwright, August Osage County, right? Yes, that's
0: him. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're still waiting on her to sort of... I feel like she needs to... Because she's so good. I'm surprised that she hasn't landed that sort of marquee movie role. Yeah, so because I mean, she was like, she was barely in the post. She was in it, but oh, yeah. She was a very small role. Then she, she was it.
1: Proxima Midnight in Avengers, right? You know, she was, the, which was just a voice. That was it, just a voice role. Um, she was in Izzy gets the fuck across town, which is you worked on that. I worked on that, and she actually, you won. I think this was
0: season two. She won a People's Choice Award for the Leftovers. The night before yes,
1: yeah, so you had the big toast
0: so we had a 9 a.m champagne toast on set, which was which was cool and she's she was lovely, very nice so um, such a cool experience.
1: coming up she has let's see life for an entrepreneur, and his American family began to take a twisted turn after moving into an English country manor she's in that along with oh. uh, it's called the nest she's in that along with uh Jude Law okay and uh most importantly she is also in the new ghostbusters movie.
0: right that's what i just thought of that's that's probably her biggest role to date yeah wise um because she's gonna be she's a big part of that uh also i was also on set with the one time um with mimi mimi leader
1: oh, director go. Of,
0: of the finale yes so, that was cool i was excited when that was
1: when that was happening I, you know what and it's funny because I think she's also in that the podcast I was talking about because she came in later I think she came in I don't remember what her first episode that she directed was but it was one of the things where like they had her come in and work on an episode and they were like oh holy shit yeah you get this you're uh jump on board right because she I mean she did a lot
0: of the big episodes she didn't do International Assassin International Assassin that was Craig Zobel who...
1: which now it Greg Zope, like, it brings to mind, on to, he went on to direct a fucking movie
0: that, uh, Love How
1: write. that, uh, no one's ever going to see, no one's ever going to see the movie because, uh, they say that the president had nothing to do with it, but he definitely did. What was the her name? Her first
0: episode is, ah, uh, oh, her first episode is Gladys. Phyllis.
1: Phyllis. But yeah, that was one of the things I think when she came in and it was kind of like, okay, they made her an executive producer.
0: Yeah, she, I mean, she directed 10 episodes.
1: Yeah, it was like, they were like, oh yeah, you, you get it. You're, you're pretty much, you're on board. Yeah,
0: she's directed more than a third of the show. Um, let's see. I'm trying to even, yeah, one, two. Th- she, in the second season, she directed one, two, three, four episodes. And in the final season, she directed three episodes. So.
1: The Hunt. That's the movie.
0: The Hunt, yes. We're never going to see it. Which is apparently
1: still in post production. Yeah.
0: Oh. Top episodes of television.
1: This is probably my favorite. Yeah. Ah, yeah Leftovers probably... is my favorite show. It's. It's That's it. That's it. 100%. I mean, I don't know, like. Pencil it in. Yeah, I don't think there's. Uh... Yeah, it all comes back to. Uh... It all comes back to the leftovers. I think it's a beautifully written show. It's very well acted. It's um. It's about you know, it's about people dealing with. I don't know. Just it's. I I could watch it every, you know, every time I watch the show, I'm you know, I'm more impressed. It has not it doesn't grow old for me. Yeah. Even the thi- you know, even though I know what's coming, it, it 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 hasn't lost its value. By watching it because I think at whatever point you're in in your in your own life when you watch this show, you draw comparisons for what you've gone through to the characters. So every time you come back to the show, it's going to be different. Mm. So um, that's that's I think what really really does it for me on this on this show is is now when I watch the show, I have a total different look on it than I did before. Absolutely. And you know, so like, you speak like we have to get into like detail, but you, you, with our own lives. With the tragedy that we've gone through, I think it's also interesting to look at me, you, and we'll also bring Zach in, who's been on the show, yeah. as we have. You have a tragedy happen, and me and you were like, "We need. I I need to watch the leftovers again." It's something that I think can help me come to terms with what just happened. It's not yeah, gonna have think... answers, but we both related to this. Is something that I need to watch again as a person who's gone through something that's so fucking shocking Uh uh-huh and i know zach was kind of like i need to watch parks and rec i cannot watch anything that is a serious thing and 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 that i think that also goes into that that whole idea of the show of his way of grieving grieving yeah was different
0: than ours because i think yeah we were we were sort of the
1: same way and and that's i think it's 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 you know Uh, like Kate has said it, like it makes sense. She said, it makes sense that you and Jared both turn to the same things because, you know, we're both creative type people. So um, for us, you find yourself in the Nora position is where you find yourself looking for answers. Uh, You find yourself in the Kevin position where you're like, "I, I, you know, at least I find myself there where it's like, okay, these people need help. I'm going to. I need to fix it, and right. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. So that's I think something why when I watch this uh, again, which I've only rewatched the second season. I was waiting until we did the episode to move on to the third. Okay. But watching it again, it, it show had a a whole different meaning to me. That was like, I get it now because after what we went through, when you look around and you know how different people in our family reacted to everything. It's like that we're the leftovers. Yeah. That's what we are. That's so if, you know, if mom does this or dad does that, we're the leftovers. This, this is how it is. And I think that was like something that was extremely therapeutic for me to watch something and be able to connect to it on such a deeply personal level. So the show that was my favorite show before now watching it again, it's like holy shit, yes, this is exactly what I what I need.
0: Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with that.
1: So, we have uh we did it.
0: We did it. Uh we stated we stated that when we did this, it was the um I forget exactly the words you use. It was the the biggest thing we'd ever done.
1: Yeah, we had a couple Uh, hiccups,
0: but... Yeah, Um, but we we got there. We got there. We have this. Um, There's one more episode coming out that we've already recorded that is just kind of like basically a celebration of finishing it. We sat down with our buddy Sal. um, Which is, we also
1: also have other things that we're working on that Sal will be involved, so we figured this was a... uh...
0: Good way to start getting that ball rolling. Um
1: which that one is also the only episode we've ever recorded. Uh we recorded that one live while we watched yeah, it. Com- yeah,
0: that's that is a commentary. Uh so that 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 was fun. That was cool to do. Um and that'll be this the sign film, uh the contest uh episode. But after this we're gonna we're gonna get back into uh get back into movies and which is great, of course. This was the biggest thing we've ever done with this podcast and now considering it took us so long to do with scheduling we decided our next mini is literally going to be even harder
1: yeah cuz every every, because epi- every episode should I, have a guest
0: <laughs> yeah that's the point yeah great yeah i was i thought about that i was like oh uh, well and we're uh, going
1: to cover um we're going to cover a wide variety of movies. yeah i'm looking at the list right now i don't want to go over it I don't want to say it, but yeah, it's it's a wide variety of uh, uh, films and a wide variety of guests, and uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. I think we'll also have um, hopefully we'll also have other episodes, whether it's just a banter episode or an episode about I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, award season will be coming out. We'll have to do one.
1: Yeah, we'll do we have you know award episodes. It's it's because. Uh, what we need to do is, you know, when we when we can record, even if there's not a movie, it's you know whatever topic we'll just record, mm-hmm. so we have stuff saved up. So hopefully, you don't keep people waiting, you know, months without a new episode, of course. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pleasure going over TV. Uh, I am very looking forward to getting back into uh, movies, yeah, film, cinema. Uh, moving motion pictures. Sure, yeah, the uh, talkies. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely talkies. No sign. No do... no silent
0: films. No Yeah, no one wanted to put a silent motion picture in the. Uh,
1: okay, I thought there was going to be gonna... A, a big uh, a big push for uh, you know a Buster Keaton picture. Yeah, come on. Well,
0: we should do that. Imagine we just did like a Bust... a, a series that was just. Silent films.
1: Like, alright, so here, this is where Buster Keaton is on the road. And uh, here comes a train. (laughs) It would be so hard to to talk about. I know. (sighs) Yeah,
0: I mean, who knows? But. This has been
1: uh, our first Cue the Banter miniseries. Yeah, we got First of many, hopefully. We got through it. Uh, Hopefully, the next one goes much smoother because we will have learned and grown since this.
0: Of course. Still have no idea how to end a podcast. Nope. But uh, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on, you know, Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify. Anchor. Wherever okay. you get your podcast. Of course. Um, you um know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Q the Banter.
0: Um yeah, if you if you have any things that we should add to our queue, let us know.
1: Remember to uh, keep adding things to your queue and uh, banter responsibly. There we go. Yeah, Yeah, oh yeah. Until next time, we're signing off.